Welcome to episode 52 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Levin. For this episode, we caught up with Malta Sigurdsson. He is currently the head of design at Stripe, previously on the founding design team of RDO, and before that, founding design team of Skype. Uh, an incredible resume. We chat about growing a design team, being a designer at these kinds of companies. Uh, we learned a lot, and we really hope you enjoy listening. If you haven't joined already, we have a Slack team going. That's really awesome. Lots of people in there. I think it's like 200 now. Um, and we've done a lot of stuff. It's been a very constructive conversation. We're doing critiques, like public critiques there. We call them inspect. We're doing those every Friday, but it's always open. It's powered by our friends at Wake, which is really awesome. To get into the Slack team, just DM us uh, at Design Details FM or at Spec FM and just send us your email address. We can't let you in without your email address. Don't forget your email address. We want to chat. Come join us. You can also just follow us on Twitter. We're at Design Details FM. Or you can follow the Spec Network. We're at Spec FM on Twitter. Uh, or go to Spec.fm to listen to our partner show, Developer D. And we're bringing up a bunch of new resources. You should be seeing up there really soon. Uh, Little Bites of Cocoa just joined the network. Yep. So if you want updates as well, there's an email newsletter sign up thing across the top. Uh, if you want to put your email there, we'll just send you an email when we launch new things. Um, no spammy things, but uh, just keep up to date with what we're working on. Before we get into the show, we want to thank our awesome sponsors. First up this week, Hired. So you, you apply to Hired and then jobs come to you which is a totally different setup. It's kind of awesome. Uh, each each job offer has a salary and equity upfront. There are full-time and contract opportunities and users can view the offers and accept or reject them before talking to any company. So all the companies are like pre-filtered, pre-screened. They're legit companies. From startups to large public companies. The list of people they work with on their website is insane. It's so good. So they feature everyone from startups to large public companies in like 12 major tech hubs. Uh, San Francisco, of course. Los Angeles, Seattle, New York City, Boston, Chicago, Atlanta, Austin, Texas, San Diego, London, Toronto, and Washington, D.C. It's completely free to you. You are not required to take anything. There are no obligations. And if you get a job through them, they'll give you a $2,000 thank you bonus. Only $2,000? Usually. Uh, Usually. If you use our link, they'll double that to $4,000 when you accept a job. So you get a job... And you get a four thousand dollar bonus. Not a, not a bad deal. How do you how do you get that double bonus, <laughs> Brian? <laughs> what the hell, man? And uh, could you tell me how to get that double bonus, Brent? <laughs> double bonus? Are you going to apply for a new job? <laughs> Maybe Facebook will rehire me and give me that four thousand dollar bonus. To get that additional two thousand dollars for a total of four thousand dollars for getting hired, just go to hired.com slash design details. Our name. No spaces, all lowercase. It doesn't really matter if it's lowercase or not, but still, all lowercase, you guys. Hired.com, thanks once again for sponsoring the show. Our second sponsor, an old friend, Icon Finder. Icon Finder is the largest source of premium vector icons on the web. They have almost 600,000 icons in their library. They're adding thousands more every single month, over 10,000 icon sets. Basically, if you're a designer or a developer and you're working on a project you need any kind of icon, use Icon Finder. Brian, how many icons would you say they have? Give or take um, 594,877. But broken up in how many sets? Mm, maybe 
10,292, if I was guessing. And if you can't find the right icons in there, does that make you an idiot? <laughs> no, it doesn't, but you should find them there anyway. <laughs> that's a lot of icons. So anything you're working on, uh, whether that's a web project, mobile, uh, any any design project you're working on, they're going to have something for you. Their icons are licensed for commercial projects. Uh, and they have this really great service called Icon Finder Pro. Let's you dive into these collections of icons for just $9 a month. That gives you access to 25 downloads per month. Uh, one of our favorite things is that 70% of that money is paid right back out to the original icon designers. So when you sign up for Icon Finder, not only are you getting an awesome service, but you are supporting the design community and the people making these really awesome icons. Uh, the details, of course, these icons are going to work in any software you're using, whether that's Sketch or Photoshop. Uh, they come in all file formats, so it's never an issue to use it anywhere you need an icon. Go to IconFinder.com, sign up for Icon Finder Pro, and if you use the promo code ROBOT, that'll tell them that we sent you, and you will get 50% off your first month. Check them out. Go to IconFinder.com. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. And with that, let's get into episode 52 with Malta Sigurdsson. Recently, a listener suggested that we have the guests introduce themselves mm -hmm. so they can hear the voice and associate it with the name. Makes sense. So, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Mm -hmm. My name is Malta Sigurdsson. Um, I uh, uh, run the design team at Stripe. I've been doing that for uh, all of four months now. Um, and originally from Denmark, but now live here in the Bay Area. I've done that for uh, five years. And lived in london and paris before that so so have not lived in denmark for a long time but as i just told you guys i was actually just there last week and returned friday so consider this a jet lag performance cool <laughs> i like the little disclaimer there <laughs> i'm not really actually jet lagged it's fine what are you working on right now what am i working on yeah well um stripe has a lot of success is, is growing uh, a lot and uh the design team there is doing a ton of great work and we need to find more designers and we need to make sure that we continue to do great work so um and continue to do to work well with uh, the other teams at stripe and position ourselves to to do that in the future as stripe becomes uh becomes bigger and and does more things right so uh your typical design manager head of design type stuff except for at a insanely successful company uh well yeah uh, it's going well it's a plus. Well, I think most people would be surprised to hear that there's only five designers at Stripe, which is one of the few companies I feel like right now that is known for its design in many ways. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a surprise to me too uh, when I learned it exactly. Just, uh, just me, the the other companies I've worked at, and the other teams I've I've managed uh, have been significantly larger, to put it mildly. So uh, it's surprising and and. Uh, uh, and amazing to see the, the the work that that they can get done it's very uh humbling to hashtag humbling to <laughs> to see what uh what these guys can can get done um and the amount of energy that goes into producing every single thing at stripe and and the uh, absolute push for for yeah. quality and what well, i'd love to hear more about how you split that up because obviously the web properties are beautiful but then you guys just came out with the ios app the stripe dashboard app yeah um so how, how do designers split their time and of course, they're also doing implementation. So they are, yes, uh, yeah. Not only are they great designers, they are also uh, among the the most talented uh, front end engineers I've ever worked with. So there's that too, correct? 
Um, so how do we split it up? We are so few. We everyone has to work on on everything basically, uh, and it's not like we have a an enterprise and a and a and a consumer division and a and a that division. Uh, it's uh, it's all hands on on deck, um, and you know, there are maybe certain um, certain types of projects that are more suited to a, to a one or more of the of the designers, and and then you know we'll, we'll usually make sure that that they work on it. Uh, for instance, BDC worked on on uh, uh, on the iOS app uh, together with MV, just to stay in the mm-hmm. in the acronym names here. So uh, Ben DeCock and and Michael Villa. Okay. Um, as a designer uh, engineer uh, duo, they they do a lot of uh, amazing work together. So they they did that before before I started, but uh, but it's a uh, it's a product that we wanted that uh, Stripe users find useful and 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 need, and so we wanted and needed to build it, and and they they were uh, together like a duo that could yeah that could pull it off. I'm curious to hear your take on what design means at Stripe because it's a product mostly for developers, correct? Yeah. Um, the pro- the Stripe's core product is uh, the core core product uh, is an API. It's a set of API calls um, that uh, together form the best way to accept payments on the internet. Trademark. Nice plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and an API call does not need uh, a UI design, right? Right. But there's still a ton of other stuff going on. Uh, obviously, you mentioned the iOS app uh, yourself. That's, uh, for instance, one the uh, technology to to build the uh, the app is, is Stripe's technology. It's, uh, it's partly built on on Stripe's API, obviously. But here's a product that has a UI to show the result of some of these API calls. And and there's a there's a version uh, uh, of of that on on the web as well the the dashboard on the web that that is uh, more fully featured um, and it's been around for longer um, that is the same deal that is uh, Stripe's users use that to to do various things that they could otherwise uh, implement themselves using the API but if they just want to get a, a quick mm-hmm. thing done they use the the Stripe dashboard so yeah the 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 core the core product is is a set of API calls but all all the stuff around it to make uh, maybe the API more accessible for people who are not exactly engineers or, or for other teams in the company who are not engineers to, to use the Stripe product. Uh, there's that and all the marketing and all the internal comms and, and, yeah. and that stuff. Well, I don't know how much you can speak to it, but of course the marketing pages get tons of attention, at least uh-huh. in the design community. Yeah. Um, the attention to detail, the animations, uh-huh. the like basically showing an entire flow with javascript and html and css <laughs> yeah. like that must take so much time and work and what's the reason behind that like why put all that effort into a marketing page instead of maybe i don't know devoting those resources to another app or, or the dashboard yeah we truly well we want to put uh, our best uh, foot forward and and stripe is, is hyper focused on on quality as, as i think uh, shows uh, in a lot of the stuff that we do and uh, it's just basically inconceivable i think to 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 think that that we want to do this and we want to do it great but we would stop before we did it as great as we could that just does not compute mm-hmm. so it's it's not so much beyond that. It's a great answer, and it seems like there's a lot of other people who are not willing to put in, uh, or for sometimes it's difficult for for everyone to put in that much uh, effort. You know, I've in other jobs I've had I've struggled with that, but uh, we get it done. There's no other way of doing it for for Stripe. So, so speaking of other jobs, uh-huh. 
I feel like we should go through some of these because you worked some, with some incredible teams. Uh-huh, yeah. You apparently are just best friends with Wilson Minor because you guys follow each other around a lot. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm probably not best friends with Wilson, but I mean, he's best friends with me. I'm not best friends with Got him. it. Yeah. Oh, that right. one. Yeah. Classic. Uh, we so, should just start from the beginning. Cause, start from the beginning? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. The whole, the beginning, beginning? The begin- What's day, the origin story? Day one. Day Malta. one. How did you get your superpowers? Um... I worked a lot. How about it? Yeah. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I started a long time ago. Uh, but just between the, the three of us, I realized in last December that I had 20 years anniversary of working. Uh, which just between me- the three of us and the microphones? Yes. Uh, <laughs> as you can imagine, that made me feel uh, incredibly old and incredibly quickly. But so I started uh, straight. Uh, I went straight from high school. I uh, never went to college or design school or or anything like that. Um, and I joined uh, a teensy tiny uh, design studio, uh, ap- quote unquote, advertising agency in in Denmark, in the countryside of Denmark, as one does, basically as a sort of a apprentice to to uh, to an experienced art, art director, and just started uh, learning about the tools. You know, good old fashioned Quark Express and. Uh, before Photoshop has la- had layers, as I'm fond of saying. <laughs> <laughs> you were in early. Wow. Yeah. Um, and did that for uh, three, four years, I guess. And then the internet sort of started to happen in 98, 99, at least for me as, as a, a, not a kid exactly, but a young person in Denmark, realizing that that uh, was a thing that was happening and that that was interesting. And I, so Was design what you wanted to do? Or did you just kind of fall into it somehow? Yeah. <laughs> So the real origin story, I, I, it can, I can sort of remember it, but my, my, my mom st- told me to, so sometimes when I was sick and I, I, I couldn't go to school, I went with her to work and as she was a teacher uh, in Denmark and I was, would sit in the office with, uh, with the, as it were, the ladies in the office back then. And I would, I would take a, a newspaper, a page in a newspaper on the left and I, was, I would use their electrical typewriter to recreate the, news, the page in the newspaper on, on the electrical typewriter. Um, and so I guess I designed a page at that point just by, of course, uh, copying it, but that's a start. So th- that's like maybe third or fourth or fifth grade or something like that. And, mm-hmm. um, and a little later, I, I, I remember also I spent a week in, um, uh, as part of school, you, you, you go to, um, uh, a company to get some practical work experience. And there was a, a week I spent at a, at a printer, printer shop, printing shop, I guess I was introduced to my first Macintosh. I don't even know which one it was uh, back then, uh, but but that was very magical to me. The certainly the computer Macintosh part of it, and, and of course the uh, the design part of it too. And and after that, I spent uh, probably a year or two like begging my mom to get my own Mac, and then finally succeeded. I think in ninety, let me see, yeah, ninety one, I got a a Mac an SE, a nine inch black and white type thing. And I guess, yeah, uh, so I started in high school then as well. And then I did, you know, high school uh, newspaper design and, and, and that kind of stuff. So I, I think I've, I can't remember not, uh, A, I can't remember not doing design type stuff. And I, and I can't remember not wanting to do it. So yeah, that's, that's all I know. That's <laughs> okay. a pretty good story. <laughs> so then you got out of high school and went to this agency. Yeah, correct. And then actually did it and, and uh, for money, uh, not very much, but, but a little. And then, yeah, internet started happening uh, and I found a digital agency uh, that, that I joined uh, and, and was an art director there and, and did, uh, you know, web pages, uh, nowhere near as nice as, as Stripes. I did one for the Greenland Post uh, Service, I remember. Was that tables back then? So I am probably, 
I'm not exaggerating a lot, but I'm probably the least technical person at Stripe. So I've never done. Uh, oh, cool. uh, Stripe is a highly technical company. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> pretty amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh, there are some uh, frighteningly smart people and uh, frighteningly experienced people there for sure. And no, I couldn't really do a web page to, to save my life, the, the, the technical part of it. And so I've just never done that. I've managed to, to uh, be able to, to sneak out of doing that. Uh, yeah, and then that agency was acquired by uh, a big old American old-fashioned advertising agency chain called Liu Burnett. I worked there for a few years, and then I left that. And around the time I left that, I was introduced to by my boss, in fact, introduced to a couple of uh, people, a, a Danish guy and a Swedish guy, Janus uh, and Niklas, um, who said they wanted to do some some sort of uh, I don't know communication on the internet type thing, and whether I wanted to. Uh, design it and that was, it was a windows app obviously back then and uh, 2003 i'm not sure are there i do you need to even need to design an app just you just use the OS. <laughs> it's windows so they don't <laughs> do that all, windows, right? you put it you draw a square window and then you put a list of things here and a okay button over there but anyway so I, I guess maybe i could see myself i, I can help them out fine because so i was leaving my job anyway mm-hmm. and then that uh that became Skype and so uh, um, <laughs> small little yeah, piece took, of information yes but when I when I when to you random Danish and Swedish person uh, rolls up and say ah, let's uh, let's do the world's largest communication company uh, sure uh, let's absolutely do that just uh, be sure to pay my my uh, my invoices right uh, and but uh, so it's I was at that time living in Paris and they were in London and there was like four or five engineers in, in Estonia so sort of Together, using good old-fashioned phone conferences, we we got uh, the first version of of, uh, of Skype uh, cobbled together and launched it, and 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 it uh, very quickly <laughs> went very well. I remember again in the old days, there was in the lower left corner of Skype, there was how many people were online, mm-hmm. and of course, when developing it, it was like us, so eight or nine, it said. So when it started working, the, the UI took a, took a while uh, to actually show anything, and then we launched it, and I I remember seeing that counter like. Going from eight or nine to and then uh, and then a hundred and then two hundred and a thousand and and it's just uh, a tenth of thousands within weeks uh, and I was like hmm, yeah, probably on to something here <laughs> um, wow. and then yeah, just to continue down the anecdote lane then because they were semi random uh, Danish uh, Swedish people uh, they also didn't have any money and they didn't have any investments yet so they also didn't actually pay my invoices so I was like guys I need to do something else. So I also so I freelance for some other people. Meanwhile, and and they managed to get some more money, uh, some scrape some money together. At some it. point, they made some money. Well, yeah, <laughs> at some point they made some money, uh, but not at this point. I promise you. Because and and then I got a uh, an offer to um, or a friend of mine in Paris uh, received an email from uh, someone she knew that there was a French organization was were looking for um, a volunteer graphic designer to go to Kabul, Afghanistan. And work with you know um, local people, teach them a little bit about design, and 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 do some do some actual design work. So it's like uh, there's either these guys who are not paying me, or there's uh, Kabul, Afghanistan, uh, an interesting experience. So I did that, obviously quite interesting, and and but stayed in touch with uh, this guy people who who then you know managed to convince me to come back to Europe, and then move to London and work full time for for Skype. And then I went from from designing the thing to running the design teams at uh, at Skype for uh, I guess five years or something like that, including and after eBay acquisition as well. Okay, I want to get back to your journey because then the next steps are interesting as well. But can you talk more about what you did in Afghanistan? Yeah, sure. 
uh, what was it called? It was called Aina, the organization. So it was an NGO, uh, which means they raise money from governments and other people to to do what they do. And their their charter was a cultural something or other culture culture and media education and 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 spreading of such in Afghanistan. Obviously, Afghanistan was and is uh, incredibly impoverished in so many ways, including. Um, Including culture, well, not imperfect uh, culture at all, but the access to it and uh, uh, and the production in modern days of it is is uh, is not good. Um, so what they did, they had several little departments. If you want, they had uh, kids magazine, for instance, like doing basically little cartoons with. Uh, I won't say politically correct, but sort of educational stuff in it and that uh, that they produced a version of, the, I guess, once a month or something like that and distributed it around Afghanistan and, and brought maybe a modicum of joy to, to, a, to a couple of kids by doing that. They had a radio station to, to broadcast uh, news and stories from one part of Afghanistan to another part of Afghanistan. The best thing they did, the most interesting and most impactful thing they did was a camera school for women. So uh, obviously, uh, women uh, certainly under Taliban uh, were, uh, <laughs> shall we say, uh, um, repressed. And this this school is basically a film school. They call it a camera school. I don't know why, but basically a film school for women. Teach them how to how to first to use the equipment, the cameras themselves, but also how to tell a story, how to put together a narrative, and and through that uh, educate people who are, who, are, who are watching it, and or just entertain them or show them what life of uh, an Afghan woman and uh, was like. Um, so they did a, a ton of really good stuff around that, and then uh, uh, this little department I worked in was um, was essentially a, a little sort of print design shop part of it. It, it was the uh, uh, I guess it was a commercial or the commercial part of it. Not that we <laughs> made a lot of money, but uh, but some money made uh, like business cards for the other NGOs down there, and I, I made uh, some part of uh, the uh, I think the what's it called the yearly report for the Afghan National uh, Bank. Remember the. Email address was Afghan National Bank at hotmail.com. It was, was <laughs> official. Yes, very official. Our address was behind the roundabout next to the foreign ministry. That was the uh, our address for the uh, <laughs> for the Jeez. NGO. Wow. Um, and, and then in the little design shop there, we had uh, we worked with I think three or four uh, Afghan guys to again teach them tools and and a little bit about design. So so uh, first of all, they could help us uh, work. Not that much came of that, but uh, but but sort of trying to equip them to do something other to do something at all. There's not that many opportunities for yeah. anything. How long were you over there? Uh, four months, I think. Yeah. Okay. Were there any like I don't know. Crazy learning experiences that came out of that, trying to teach design. I guess you'd have the language barrier, cultural barrier. Yeah, no, well, they, they all spoke, spoke great English, these particular people. And culture barrier, yeah. Um, for me, it certainly was a, an amazing learning experience to, to just be in that country. And, and, and of course, the stakes for, for these people that I was working with were much higher than for me. But, and, and see that something that it, you know, can be seen as frivolous, you know, graphic design, you, know, who you can just bang it out in Word and then it's fine, right? But you can add some value, as we say, with, uh, with, with some design and, and something that is... Uh, uh, meaningful for these people if they as some of them actually did after after we left like they can they can take some of those skills and and it can meaningfully improve their yeah. lives rather than just be another stepping stone in a wandering career or whatnot right yeah so, well so that was a while ago did you get a chance to ever follow up with the people you worked with or go back I've never had uh, had a chance to go back. It's uh, it was relatively safe when I was there, uh, but actually deteriorated after I left. And I also then uh, had a had a girlfriend that I, I didn't want to <laughs> leave. Leave, leave hanging. <laughs> uh, certainly yeah. not leave and, and and leave hanging. Yeah. Um. And it's you know uh, Skype was 
taking up all my time. I'm Facebook friends with one of them, um, so there you go. Uh, and and we chat a little bit once in a while. Uh, but other than that, no. Uh, okay. So then you ended up back in London. Back in London and running the uh, the Skype design teams. Yeah, I have to keep my head to Skype and Stripe. They sound very similar. But yeah, Skype design teams. <laughs> in London and Estonia, they were, yeah. I, th- I thought it was interesting that they were kind of a distributed team before the, all the tools for distributed teams were yeah, there. Exactly. That had to be super fun. Yeah, super, super fun. Yeah, we were uh, very, very distributed and, uh, across all, not just the design team, but the, but the whole thing. That's uh, and it was really rough. And certainly, you know, as you, Skype didn't have video for the longest time, right? So it was just just phone calls, yeah. just phone calls. And and frankly, inside Skype, uh, chat was used by far the most, um, like group chats. Uh, once upon a time, Skype was the the best group chat there was. So so there was at least that going forth. Skype, Skype was uh, the, all the technology stuff was was born in Estonia, so that so there certainly wasn't an option to to not do something there. So, mm-hmm. and the aforementioned uh, uh, girlfriend was an Estonian girl that I met through uh, people I worked with at, at at Skype, and who is now my wife, by the way. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I also spent a lot of time there. So before all those tools were there, there was a lot more flying. Uh, that is that is for sure. Uh, I think you can you can plausibly get away. You can probably get away with twenty uh, percent of the flying that we could get away with back then just because the tools are, are much better now how big did the design team get by the time you left um i had about 50 people reporting to me but but uh, <laughs> it wasn't all design team uh, it, uh except that they reported to me so so i guess it maybe maybe it was uh, but they uh, uh, there was also the front-end engineers the ui engineers for the website uh, localization uh, some uh producers uh copywriters yeah that kind of stuff so uh so and so product design and mark and brand markham design as well mm-hmm. so i guess maybe design team was probably 20 out of those yeah okay yeah. what were some of the biggest challenges that you guys worked on um that started out with uh basically um not to be too grandiose about it but creating the category of this of this sort of product at all there was uh probably there was one or two other quote-unquote apps <laughs> didn't even call apps back then but anyway applications uh <laughs> that also did uh ip telephony i guess but it was based around weird or fake phone numbers and that kind of stuff it wasn't it wasn't an im it wasn't a, a voice first im client there were none of those i think no there weren't like messenger had maybe some feature. at some point it did yeah uh but 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 not really in the same way uh, as, as skype did so the main challenge was both from a sort of uh, one, one thing is brand, but communication point of view, how do we get people to understand and care about this thing that we are building? Because that's really the privilege that they're giving us, uh, that people, users are giving us that, okay, we'll give you some of our caring and interest in, in what you're working on. And so because there are no particular words to describe it, it, doesn't, it, it didn't conform to something people already knew. So asking people to, to learn about something new is, is a very taxing uh, thing to ask people to do. Both from a communication point of view, but also from a product mm-hmm. design point of view, you what do you put in front of people when you when you when they launch the the application? Yeah, um, what makes sense to them? What expectations do they come with, and how do the, how do you answer those expectations and and in a in a good and meaningful way that uh, helps them, I guess, use and get some value from mm-hmm. the the product that you designed, and also, of course, from a business point of view, like well, metrics if you want, like get some usage out of this, so you don't just acquire people, have them download it, have them open it, have to sign in or sign up, and then open it and say this is not for me, right? Close again. So that's that's sort of on a high level the the, the most uh, difficult, yeah. Uh, thing there's like a certain friendliness to it right i guess i wasn't on skype in the early days and it's changed a lot but i always remember it being and even still today quite bubbly um yeah bright blues and whites and playful greens and that kind of stuff 
was that always from the beginning the the idea there to make it really friendly and accessible yes exactly uh and also uh i guess more well it goes into product design but certainly also markham and brand design also not make it um uh, down market because uh, what we said was Skype is f- uh, free telephony or free free this or that whatever word we used and uh, when you say free uh, people hear crap uh, it's not because people are smart they know that uh, there's no such thing as a free lunch so if it's free it's probably shit um, it just so happened that at least most of the times Skype actually wasn't shit so if you can say free and deliver something most of the time that's not shit and also look like you're not uh, like a barking basement something, I, we, I believed and we believed that, that that gave us a better chance to, to become uh, something of a habit for people that we could establish, uh, you know, uh, Skype as a thing that people will come back to and more importantly, recommend to other people because, again, people can maybe convince themselves to, to use something that's free and shitty. Um, not that Skype was shitty or shitty, uh, but they don't want to. They would not recommend it. They don't want to be the one who said, "Oh, hey, want you lose, you try and use this uh, shitty thing that I found." Like right. no one does that, right? Uh, so they don't want to be associated with with a shitty thing. So we make it look nice and, of course, work as nice as we can, and then uh, increasing the chances of people recommending it. And it certainly worked. Uh, yes, it uh, <laughs> it certainly did. So then, how did you end up moving to audio? So uh, yeah, I spent about five years uh, at Skype, which uh, and before that, five years year ish period uh, on on the advertising design side of things, and and I so I guess my my top end is five years at any given place. But anyway, so five years at, at Skype, going from again this uh, weird thing in with these uh, uh, Danish and Swedish person asking me to do this uh, weird app design. Uh, to uh, incredibly successful business and an incredibly uh, humongous user base and and everything up and to the right and eBay acquisition and and all that kind of stuff and I don't remember the not obviously but I don't remember the exact moment but but over overall when you get to sort of the third or the fourth project that's called redesign of such and such where you did I like personally did the original one or maybe the original two first ones and then my teams did the next two ones and now there is a project to, to redo it for the fifth time it's like yeah it, it needs to be read on it's not still not good enough but it's like i've given all i could to this particular challenge and so i I sort of felt that that was uh the end of the line so so i left and then uh the founders uh and nicholas had left uh because they're smarter and richer than me that left way before (laughs) me and one of the things that they were working on was this music thing uh this was uh i guess actually yeah spotify was private beta or whatever at that point but uh Let's not forget Janos and Nicholas. The first thing that they did was uh, Kazar, this music sharing thing, if you remember that. Even, even K-A-Z-A-A. Correct, yeah. Everyone knows Kazar, right? Yeah. I don't know Kazar. You're after, too young after, for Kazar, I suppose. <laughs> that was before I was on the internet. Yeah. Kazar was my jam back in the day. Oh, yeah, because they could not shut it down like they did Napster, right? So, uh, fact, factoid, the, 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 the P2P engine of Kazar was uh, repurposed to be the P2P engine in, in Skype. Oh, interesting. So there you go. Anyway, yeah. So, and I knew that they were they were working on that, and and I was speaking to them anyway in the due course of things, and they asked me to join, and I was like, that sounds interesting. It's a completely new domain, and I know that these guys are interested in doing obviously big and uh, successful and 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 interesting things. Uh, so I checked all of those boxes, and I could also, as we talked about, uh, move from from being sort of head of design to also being head of product, which is you know a tension that maybe some designers also feel like, yeah, uh, there's the product design, at least, is is as much about uh, what we decide to do uh, and not or decide not to do as it is. How does that particular thing work or not work, mm-hmm. and how does that particular thing look or not, or, or not look? Yeah. 
Uh, so, so also having a hand in in the in the product management side of things was uh, was interesting to me. Uh, so I did that from London, and then yeah, we spent a long time negotiating with the labels for the deals and two years, in fact. So I spent personally those two years commuting back and forth uh, between London and, and San Francisco. We decided to build a company in San Francisco, and so we had a nice long time to design the product uh, three, four, five times before it was uh, before it was public. And yeah, that's where uh, I met the aforementioned uh, illustrious Wilson Miner. And Ryan, and Sims, Ryan Sims and Adam Polselli. And Adam Polselli, which yeah. was a pretty incredible team over at RDO. Yeah, they're, they're all the less internet famous ones as well. Yes, uh, <laughs> incredibly incredible team. Yeah, still is to this day. I think uh, it's uh, well, those guys are are in in, in different places. Yeah, they've but, all uh, left now. Um, yeah, but no, well, except there's a whole very well functioning design team. Left I just there. met the three I mentioned. That's yeah. all. <laughs> they, they are. They 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 left. Yeah, uh, but there's a great design team mm-hmm. left there. Yeah, RDO, you were running product. Running product, yeah. So, so that's product design and, and product management, uh, and, and trying to make that work, which uh, it did in many ways. Um, I loved it. I was a huge fan. It was. I just switched to Apple Music. Oh man, <laughs> he's a sick betrayer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This interview is over. <laughs> <laughs> Slams the mic. Shut yeah. it down. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that's audio is. I'm if not obviously like it's. I'm certainly still uh, a huge fan and. Uh, and there's just really a tough business. Uh, there's a lot of oh, definitely. There's a lot of yeah. uh, users, consumers, as it were, have have a lot of uh, choices, as we say. So that's great. So how long were you at RDO, and why did you decide to to branch out? Yeah. So uh, again, five years. So uh, the magic numbers uh, at RDO. Um, RDO was really hard uh, in in the way that that uh, Skype wasn't because I'm spoiled and lazy brat, right? Uh, S- uh, Skype was uh, really hard <laughs> as in own, in its own way, but but also like off the charts uh, successful, uh, and you know a lot of things are much much easier when when everything is is hyper successful. And audio uh, is and was successful in, in in many ways, but it's still something that we had to fight incredibly hard for, uh, both myself and 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 most of all uh, the, a lot of other people. And there's a lot of things that are not possible in a, in a world where, where uh, you license the right to your product, essentially, or part of the important part of your product to, from someone else. So I sort of wanted to break from that, shall, shall we say. That's, uh, I, I think, the most uh, diplomatic way <laughs> I can put it. And, you know, also, uh, I felt like I've, I've given, I'd given uh, RDO, uh, you know, my all. And, and uh, probably it was in a phase where, where someone else could do uh, Five years is pretty good, especially here. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, did that, and then together with a couple of uh, audio colleagues, uh, we came up with this idea that, to us at least at the, at the time, sounded like a novel and interesting uh, idea and something that uh, we didn't know anyone else was doing, uh, something that then later uh, became uh, something we called the factory, which was uh, one of these uh, startup studio type things. And uh, through uh, our good graces, it uh, was also uh, funded by uh, one of the uh, Skype people. And we worked on that for a year and a half or so before that uh, th- that no longer worked out. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, that takes us to what, early 2015. So I'm curious, at, so at Skype, uh, then RDO, you were in at the very beginning, and then you scaled the design team and grew it over time. Yeah, I'm curious how you've approached growing a design team, uh, certainly that fast, and also like what are some of the problems that you've seen consistently between the two, perhaps? 
to me at least, I, we didn't scale the design team at, at RDO that uncontrollably fast. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was sort of again because these weird two years we spent in the beginning where where we okay. were were unlaunched, but mm-hmm. still actually it was a normal company other than the fact that we weren't launched. So we had a nice ramp up time there, um, and we were pretty well staffed during that time, so it didn't feel so fast. But but in general, it's uh, it's all the usual stuff. It's a lot about process stuff, and it's a lot about uh, consistency stuff and asset management stuff. You know, like it's a very at the very least a set of uh, sort of very practical uh, problems. Knowledge uh, transfer. Knowledge transfers, and uh, uh, exactly, yeah, getting people up to speed uh, with on the on the domain, as it were, you know, the business that we're working at, and also, yeah, here are the here are the nine things that we haven't that we have tried before that we haven't that we found to be not successful for these reasons. So, if you want to give that particular direction a try, you need better arguments or different arguments that that we've seen so far. That you know that 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 kind of stuff. Uh, and then it's the, the the usual, just a- attracting the talent, as it were, attracting people to the thing that you're working on, which, uh, again, in, in my case, it's been a lot of uh, from scratch things. So when the company barely exists and certainly doesn't have a launched product, how the hell do you make yourself interesting and attractive to the designers? And, and I've also been asked this question before, and I just honestly don't have a great answer other than, you know, work on something interesting, but that you're able to tell a good story about. So, yeah. Okay. So how how is that transferring now to what you're trying to do at Stripe? Because you did say you were trying to grow the team. Yeah. Were you the last person to join the design team at at Stripe? Yeah. Yeah. So so Bill Bill Davis, the f- the fifth designer, and I we joined on the same day in March. Wow. Um, so so yeah. So are you the fourth or are you the fifth? I'm the sixth. Oh okay. Got yeah. It. Exactly. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't design anything, so I don't. I don't count in the in the, in the, in the low design <laughs> the numbers. List. All yeah. right. Um, so so Stripe is a little bit different in as much as uh, I think the mode that we're in now. What we're seeing is is uh, if you look ahead in, in the future of of Stripe, there is uh, there's a lot of things that we want to do and a lot of things we want to make sure that we keep being good at and, and a lot of things that we want to be better at. Um, so all of that to say is there are very few things at Stripe that we're just going to do now and then we're not going to do them again ever again. So a lot of the work at Stripe is about finding, well, one word is process, but just finding a, a system uh, for the things that we do. We need to hire designers. So we need a system for hiring designers. We, we don't need to just pull in like the two people that we know or the, or the three people that send an application. We need a system for approaching growing a design team and and actually having some coherent thinking and thoughts around what kinds of designers and and, uh, and with what backgrounds and experience and, and skills and disciplines and how do I want or how do we want the design team to look in two years from now? Okay, roughly, let's just say that like such and such. And so how do we work towards that? What are the steps that we need to take in order to reach that? So all the way from that sort of high level, uh, which are, is informed by the company's strategy and, and et cetera, down to the extremely practical level, you know, with what are what are templates for email communication to to uh, recruits or pr- prospective recruits or candidates, and what are templates for design exercises for in the interview loop, and what do I want the product engineer people to interview the designers for, and and you know, so ninety percent of my time goes with thinking about sort of systems for uh, for growing the design discipline and, and frankly, also design thinking and design process at uh, at Stripe. I try to take any of the particular individual things that we need to do and and what part in the system do they play, and and how can I make the thing that I I need to get this done by tomorrow, and how does that inform and improve the system that we're building? So you're designing the organization. 
Well, well, certainly the at the, some the, level. <laughs> well, <laughs> certainly the, the design organization, yeah, and and, and uh, playing my part and doing my part to help design the the, the product organization uh, and the role that design plays in building the product. Well, I'm curious on how you do screen for designers um, because the people you have right now are obviously very good at what they do on the product and visual side mm. uh, but then they can also implement it and yeah. <laughs> code their work so how are you approaching like the hunt for new designers yeah no i have officially uh, relaxed that particular requirement uh, okay. at stripe not that i've uh, i haven't made an announcement in the new york times about it but uh, um here i made it here <laughs> yeah i made it here the new new york times yeah stripe uh, doesn't require you to code. can we put that on our quotes page like <laughs> malta called us the new new york times yeah <laughs> You yeah, absolutely can. Testimonial. Cool. Yeah. Um, it, because uh, simply, I, I would love that if that was the case, uh, but I think it's not realistic. You, we can't grow uh, the way we need if, if that is a requirement. Uh, and I think there is plenty of value to, to, to be gotten from a designer who, uh, who, who's not also the best or among the best in the world to, also to implement that particular screen or that particular system. Plus, then there is all the other platforms that design can appear on, uh, like iOS and Android, for instance. And I, I don't think we'll certainly requiring designers to also be uh, yeah, that's uh, Xcode and level, uh, yeah. and uh, whatever Java thing that Android's written in. Uh, Android and, Studio is that what it is? Something like that? Yeah, I don't even know. Who even cares about it's all, Android? It's all Java, right? Though at the end of the day, yeah, it's Java. Yeah. See, so, yeah, to me, that would be uh, certainly un- uh, unrealistic. So. If it's okay there, I think it should be okay on other on other platforms too. Well, that still means that people should be great designers, of course. Uh, so that's more the screen now rather than the, all other technical capabilities too. So I know in the time you've been there, you haven't hired another designer. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Are you doing mostly outbound stuff? Or are you trying to get people to apply? Because I find that those are like a little bit different tactics and roads you can go down. Yeah. Um, so we get a lot of inbound uh, uh, interest. Um, and uh you know doing a, a good amount of informal chats with uh, a bunch of people but more so i wanted to the structure for recruiting and interviewing to be more set in place before i start in earnest and i wanted also to make sure that we have a, a great uh product development environment for these people to slot into i have stripe is a fantastic place uh, but it's also very different from certainly from audio and in the way that we go about thinking about uh, product development in 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 many ways from, from the places that i've worked before uh so with no changes uh I, I I wasn't sure how a sort of more traditional uh, product designer uh, at at the stage that Stripe is in right now would fit in. Would would they ever even be able to get anything done and be successful there? So some some changes in that area we're working on too that uh, that I that I want to get in place before I'm I'm more aggressive. But also on the other hand, we need to be more than five designers. But we also are not going to be uh, 25 in in six months. As it it should not grow that fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also rather not hire ever than than compromise than making the wrong hire. Yeah. yeah. So going from a team at Audio, which I believe you had separate UX people from UI, is that my understanding? No. Uh, well, towards the end of my time there, uh, I guess I forget exactly the timeline, but uh, I had the first uh, quote unquote UX person, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, interaction designer boxes and arrows person uh mike but up up until then everyone had been doing everything from to the extent that uh, they wanted to and it wasn't required to do wireframes they did that and and to to uh, full pixel perfect mocks as it were and then working with engineers to implement it 
their quote unquote pixel perfect mocks too. Why, why quote unquote pixel well, perfect mocks? Well, have you ever seen an actual <laughs> screen and a web page or an app that is, I mean, that is corresponds one to one to uh, to a mock? Yeah. I have you not. can't resize browser windows, right? <laughs> we know how silly They're the term size. is, yeah. but it's it's funny to hear hear you as well. Yeah. I won't get hung up on that term, I think, but designers, you know, do pour a lot of energy and time into making just this page, uh, this mock-up in, in Sketch or Photoshop or what have you. And it is too easy. Even uh, experienced and seasoned people forget that uh, it's actually not over now because now, you know, there's, now comes the real world, whether it is the browser or the phone or, or the many states that can exist in or, uh, or the overlays or the animation and all that kind of stuff. So as I know you talked about with other people and, and is the issue, I guess, in, in the industry that, that there is not a tool that is extremely well suited for all of this. There are tools for most professions and professionals out there, except for people who make UIs. Uh, there's a collection of things you can you can put together and, and then make it work for you. You but, can try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, or spend a lot of energy uh, yeah. trying to make work. And, I would uh, say last year and this year, sort of the rise of the prototyping tools, certainly. Well, hopefully they keep rising. Hopefully it it's getting going. better. It's getting better. Do you guys use prototyping tools as well at Stripe? Not really, because these guys, they, they, they then take it as far as they want to. and they, There's not as much need. Yet. Yeah, and of course that's, uh, and a kills heel in, in the prototype tools if if it's if you have to re-implement uh, the solution it's like oh, come on, that maybe we should just implement the solution and then tweak the solution rather than <laughs> tweak the prototype uh, you know the age old thing so uh, again when when it's, it's the same person doing the design and, and then also implementing the all the the little animation things then no need yeah well going back to Brin's thing then what was the reason that you guys at Ardio ended up hiring a UX designer and straying away from this generalist principle. Yeah, I was yeah. going to ask, at what point do you split that out? Yeah, yeah. so so at uh, at Skype, it was complete, from day one completely split out. There, was, there were uh, Markham people who did only Markham stuff, and was, to the extent that there was wireframes involved in, in the Markham stuff, they, they also did that, to be, to, be, to be fair. And then there were UI designers who did visual and, and interaction designers who did interaction, which uh, certainly at the time made sense to me uh, at Skype, but maybe it was the people that we could recruit that it just managed to fit into that. And I think also Skype, with all the little mini things and uh, interactions, uh, there, there's a lot of stuff going on in, in, in Skype when, when you actually have to design the whole thing. There's, most people use only, like, of course, a, a little part of it. But when you have to design the whole thing, there's a shit ton of stuff going on in there. And then it has to work on across N platforms and screen sizes and mode this and mode that, blah, blah. We don't need a pixel quote unquote, pixel perfect mock-up of all of these things. We just need to, you know, to have design thinking that this scales down or this scales up or these elements work in this way and that way on, on these platforms. It, so it did make sense. And, and I think it certainly was the right thing for, for Skype at the time. It, it also has the, the downsides that, that we probably know. The, the more people involved, the more communication involved, the more communication involved, the more miscommunication involved. And the communication is hard and hard to get right. And so stuff takes longer and it's more error prone and all that kind of stuff. But in many cases, there's no alternative. So you just do it and then you fix what goes wrong, et cetera. Um, but anyways, so, so Wilson was the first, Wilson Minos, the first designer at, at Audio, apart from me. Um, and uh, he can do any and all of those things um, as, as well as the next guy. You know, if it was another person that I've hired first, you know, frankly, just out of blind luck, maybe it would have looked different. But, but seeing as Wilson could do all of those and, and audio is there's uh, more, much more surface to audio, but it's way fewer uh, interactions, way fewer things, way fewer flows and that kind of stuff. Uh, so I guess we just didn't really need it for the longest time. And, and it was quite liberating to go directly from, from all of the communications overhead between 
you know the IA guys and and the and the visual uh, guys at um, uh, at Skype to to just one person doing everything at audio. So so I I, I like to switch a, lo- a lot, but I, I think then when audio was a good four or five years old, I think there's also a ton more things going on in audio, and I think I wanted also to to make sure that when we solved the problem, we actually solved it all the way through instead of you know the top of the iceberg, which I think we sometimes had a tendency to not think everything completely through and make sure that that, that the solution we've come up with was, uh, was unbreakable. And if you have a person who is more concerned with that, uh, or is, uh, I guess only concerned with that uh, to, you know, to solve the flow, first of all, you can, it's easier, it facilitates more revs on, on that particular solution. It, it's easier to work through many more solutions and it's, it's easier to, uh, to, to task that person with making sure that this is a bulletproof solution rather than this is a flow that seems to work great. We are able to make it look great. So uh, yeah, let's go. Just more thoroughness uh, needed at some point, I think, when the product was sort of of a size. I think for me, there there's it's another set of tools that's interesting that I don't know whether exists. For instance, as, as a person who's, who's running the design team and to an extent is running uh, the production of you know various things and, and managing people's timelines and all that kind of stuff, there's also precious little tooling and, and help in that area uh you know the trellos and the asanas and the whatnot i've tried i've tried them all you name it i've tried it they're not doing it for me so but who the hell knows maybe i'll just have to get by with my inbox and, and google calendar type stuff maybe there is a better what are the missing pieces for you what are they not doing right um that's a very hard question that's a very like yeah because no, if you knew you would yeah, be making I, millions of dollars doing yes. that but one th- so so one thing, uh, and again, there's a plethora, as we say, there's a ton of uh, people who are trying this as well, like the providing feedback on design, uh, like tools for here's the here's the design provider's feedback, uh, which is you know something that I uh, spend a, a lot of my day on. And I guess maybe the answer is that most of that is just better done in a conversation rather uh, than in a software tool that uh, that you know mark marking up uh, a PNG with a red a red arrow and a circle does not feedback constitute. I, I think that's that's where my brain is right now with that kind of stuff, that, that there is no, there's no shortcut to making sure someone like me who's uh, uh, involved in all of the projects that we do are able to like super quickly and super efficiently and sort of computer-assisted uh, design feedback. I, 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 maybe that's just not possible. Of, of course, it's possible for me to be involved in all of the projects, but there's no substitute for having the review meeting and and going over the you know having designers prepare the all the flats and put them up on the screen and talk through them uh, as opposed to here's a png with a red arrow change this to that i mean <laughs> that's so do you guys have a, a crit process in place at stripe right now uh the the process is not super formal uh i think the outcome of it, you know as we've talked about i think the outcome uh, is uh, uh is quite good I think uh, there's more that we can do to make sure that it's easier, that people have a better idea about what they're supposed to be working on, what the goal of a given project is, and and uh, what the constraints even are, and 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 who the users are, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think there's more that we can do there. There's always just always more that we can do as a team to collaborate and talk about design and talk about the solutions. So for for my money, quite obviously, something is going quite right at Stripe, but. Just, just so always, so much to do, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm when I look back on 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 my design work, and also most of the things you do, I have a tendency to to only see what's wrong with it, and, yep. and only it's. You know, I wish I've done it that 100%. particular thing differently, and and that's a good sign. 
I think that's good. Maybe that's I called growth, though, right? Yeah, like, it means you have more perspective now it, than you. It's do. a little yeah. bit jaded, and I could see how it would be considered as negative. But every time I like look back and see myself and know that it was like bad for X, Y, and Z reasons, I'm like, okay, I improved. Like I didn't see that at the time, and now I know it. It's very glass half full of you guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very odd because Bryn's normally not a glass half full kind of guy. My glass is empty right now. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally empty. <laughs> and mine is, I'll, I'll see this as half full. How about it? But there you go. The well, viewer can't this see is that. great audio <laughs> content. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not half full. So, so you, you see it as more of a bad thing than to look back at your work? No, no, no. I don't see it as a bad thing. I, but, it's not, but it's not something that is not a great source of joy to me that I think a lot of uh, my <laughs> like design my work, work sucked. was not good. <laughs> no, but, and it's not, that I, uh, it's not that I think that it sucked. It's just like when you spend a lot of time working on it and a lot of time looking at it and... You, Invest so much of yourself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, both design work and other and other type of work and and I I'm just of the person who could see okay but here are the here are the ten things that we didn't do yet or ten things that that we need to do better. It's the same with this other sort of structural work. There's just there's no, there's no way to do this. Well, there's many ways to do it not wrong, and I don't think we're doing it wrong right now. But there's just no way to do it exactly right, right? So uh, there's many ways to do it not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you can a certain a certain a certain bar can be met, and then it's certainly met as drive right. But whatever, the sky's the limit. The amount of things that I could do as as leader and manager of a team, and and helping them do great design in in a big and growing organization is that's it's never ending. So I can so I can never be done, which is you know on one hand terrifying, and uh, on another hand uh, satisfying. Just there, you know, there's uh, there's always a, a challenge and. and opportunity for growth <laughs> around the corner the thing i'm most excited about with these tools is that it just seems like a lot of them are built to improve communication and that is probably the hardest problem i have to deal with in design like i think that's pretty common across the board too like you can't solve for human right no yeah <laughs> sort of what i said too right it's yeah. the, the, the feedback we want to receive is not move this button to the left yeah. it's unlikely to be important or turn it green or something like that right yeah. like there's so many tiny details that yeah, yeah, we can bike set that all day long. But the interesting part of the design, like what you know, what are we even trying to solve here? This and like I talked about in the beginning, like the thing that we are putting in front of that of, of a person, does it match their expectations? Can we expect them to know what to do now? And what do uh, what do we want them to do? Yeah, we do we just want them to to see this number or this graph or 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 this button? But we probably want them to do something. They're not uh, at work or they're not booting up uh, Skype in order to look at a button that's something they're doing it right. for a purpose somewhere right so how is whatever we're doing on this screen uh helping that you know like like uh who was it don norman don't make me think mm-hmm. uh design of everyday things yeah I th- i'm sure i got that name wrong i'm terrible with names uh um, don norman's a thing i think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a name i think you're right yeah, yeah. i will be of course savaged on the internet for getting <laughs> wrong i'm sure <laughs> well very cleanly edit your yeah, words okay can you record me saying 10 names now and then you can uh, <laughs> we'll splice, splice it in, it in. <laughs> if you can think of 10 authors off the top of your head that'd be impressive <laughs> yeah design no. authors design authors yeah no i cannot i can't seltman <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah he's written enough to qualify as 10 perfect nailed <laughs> yeah. it cool well we are uh running out of time and we're excited to see what you guys will end up doing at stripe uh me too but before you go is there anything you want to plug um, you're at Malta on Twitter. I am M A L T H E. Confused the enemy here. Um, <laughs> no, uh, let's make a plug-free podcast for once, huh? Beautiful, simple. 
We'll put them in in post. Problem Minimal. solved. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put in our own plugs. <laughs> Plug cool. opportunity, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, thanks so guys. much for taking the time. Thanks for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. Awesome. Fun. 52 episodes down. That's like one for every week of the year. If you only listen to one episode a week, it would take you a year to listen to what we've built in seven months. That sounded very braggy, Brian. Are you proud of it or something? Yep. We hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, if you did, hit us up on Twitter. We love hearing thoughts, feedback, and suggestions. We're uh, at Design Details FM or Spec FM on Twitter. Follow us. Hit us up. Uh, we're always down to chat. Of course, if you are enjoying the show so far, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, ratings and reviews on there really help us move up the rankings, help new people find the show uh, so that we can keep making it better and better for everyone that listens. Before we leave... I want to thank our awesome sponsors one more time. Once again, Hired sponsored this episode. Can't thank them enough. Uh, we couldn't do all this stuff without these awesome sponsors. And Hired is one of the most directly correlative to what we're trying to do here. Like we're trying to help designers and developers level up. One of the best ways to do that is help them get a new job, which is a specific measurable level up. A better job, not just new, but better. But yes, better. Definitely. They do this by having you apply to hired and then companies come to you you can get up to like five plus job offers in a week it's salary and equity up numbers up front for full-time and contract opportunities you work with over 2500 pre-screened companies in major tech hubs it's free there's no obligations if you get a job through them you get two thousand dollars if you do it through us and, and go to our link, hired.com slash design details, they double that to $4,000 when when you get a job. So you get a job and four grand. You might get a double signing bonus. That's pretty awesome. Thank you once again to Hired. Really appreciate the sponsorship. Really appreciate the support. Go to hired.com slash design details. And of course, thanks so much to Icon Finder. They've been a longtime sponsor of the show. You've heard my reads, um, but they really are the best place to find icons on the web. They have almost 600,000 icons. They're adding thousands more all the time. Uh, they're supporting the design community. They pay back so much of their income to the original icon designers. They're an amazing service that we love, and we really appreciate them supporting us. Uh, so go check them out. At least go to iconfinder.com. And if you sign up for Icon Finder Pro, be sure to use the promo code ROBOT, and that's going to get you 50% off your first month. So thanks again so much to Icon Finder. We'll see you on Wednesday with Sahil Lavingia.